0: This is Parrot Talk,
1: brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media, RestoringTheFaith.com.
0: Buenos dias. Today is the 14th day of the 12th month of the year of our Lord, 2023. This is Mike Parrot, and I'm the humble host here at Parrot Talk on the Crusade Channel Live Talk Radio, the way it should be, always on air, always online. We broadcast from a number of places. I have brought you content from continental Europe. Uh, I have brought you content from Ireland. I have brought you content from the heart of America, from the American South. And today I am broadcasting from an undisclosed studio location south of the United States. Um, this broadcast is aired every single day at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, Monday through Friday. And you can email me at restoringthefaithmedia at gmail .com. Muchas gracias in advance for all the hate mail that you are going to send me. I look forward to it, I really do. I do. It's one of those things that just kinda that just kinda makes my day. Alright, 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 alright. Where shall we begin? Should we talk about Hunter Biden? I don't know. I really just don't know if we want to talk about Hunter Biden. Um let's go to let's go to Sununu first. The establishment is all in on Nikki Haley. Chris Sununu was at one point going to be a United States senator, but he decided to remain governor of New Hampshire. New Hampshire is, what is it, the live free or die state? Is that what it is? New Hampshire is the second in the nation Uh, state to select a president during the primaries. They're the first in the nation primary because Iowa is a caucus. New Hampshire famously is just a little bit liberal. They love neocons. They're not really into the culture war. And subsequently, it looks like Nikki Haley is doing pretty well there. Chris Sununu is all in on Nikki Haley. He says that she's the only one who can beat Trump. And he is repeating the big Wall Street Journal lie that she beats uh, Biden by 17 points in a head-to-head matchup. Here's Sununu.
2: There was a sweet older woman who has come to a lot of events. And I saw her coming in here. And she said, so are you going to finally endorse Nikki Haley for president? You bet your ass I am. Let's get this thing done.
0: Oh, my goodness. What is it? What is it with these people and, like, the electric guitars and, like, who are they trying to appeal to? Clearly, they're trying to appeal to Gen Xers, to boomers. It's just so cheesy. It's, like, the cheesiest thing. Uh, let me play this electric guitar. You bit your ass, I'm a... I'm a tough guy. My name is Chris Sununu. I like war. I want to go to war with Iran. I want to go to war with China. More money for Zelensky. He's hitting those riffs hard. This guy Sinunu. Sununu. Could have been a United States senator, just didn't for whatever reason. Now Trump's attacking him, and Nikki Haley got like 600 likes on Twitter, which for her is pretty good engagement, uh, in which she's like, oh yeah, I guess we hit a nerve with Donald Trump. The big lie that she is the only one who can beat Trump, that she's the only one who can beat Biden, that she beats Biden by 17 points. The lie told by the Wall Street Journal and by Fox News is also being told by Chris Sununu. Their strategy for doing that, of course, is that they're going to beg Democrats to please, 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 would all the Democrats please vote in the Republican primary? No, I'm not kidding. They came on Fox News and said that. Here they are, Sununu and Haley
2: going to do it here in New Hampshire as well.
0: Okay, and and Governor Sununu, um, you know, when you look at the polls, you know that uh, Donald
2: Trump is way ahead in your state. But what you are doing, because you have been a very popular governor in New Hampshire, particularly with independents, you are essentially asking independents who can vote in this primary to throw their
0: support behind the woman sitting next to you, right?
2: I'm asking everyone to come out. I, if you're a Republican, a conservative, an independent, a conservative Democrat, I don't care. The fact is, we're going
0: to have a record turnout here.
2: going to do it here in New Hampshire as okay. well. Okay.
0: If you're a Democrat, if you're a conservative Democrat, I don't care. I'm asking everyone to come out and vote for this woman. Vote for Nikki Haley for president of the United States. New Hampshire has one of those things called an open primary. Which is, uh, well, you, you don't have to be registered for a party to vote in that party's primary. You can quote-unquote cross over. This is um, at once viewed as strategy, strategic. And I don't know, somehow this is defended by those people who defend these types of things. People who love representative democracy. People who love the constitution they're like oh yeah you don't have to be a member of the party to have a say in what that party does in other words like you don't well, you don't have to be a member of the Kansas City Chiefs football team to call the plays you don't have to be a member of the coaching staff you don't have to be an employee you don't have to be paid by the chiefs but you get to have a say in the strategy of the Chiefs, you decide who to field at kickoff, even though you play for the opposing team. Who are the Chiefs playing next week? I don't even know. I don't. I don't really keep track of it. Let's say that they're. Let's say that they're playing uh, one of their rivals. Okay. Let's say they're playing. I, I don't know. Name name your team. A lot of you are listening from uh, the Louisiana area. You maybe do like the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. I used to like America's team. Um, let's say the Chiefs play the Cowboys, which I know that that doesn't happen. But let's just say that, like, you are a Cowboys fan, and then you're going to just go ahead and vote on, like, Does Travis Kelsey play, yes or no? Do they put Pat Mahomes on the field, yes or no? Are they throwing? Are they running? What are they doing? And you literally play for the other team. You want the other team to win. But you are voting in your opponent's strategery, stratagem. This is viewed as um, 10-dimensional, big-brained democracy. This is viewed as, oh, I am so smart. You know, Rush Limbaugh would occasionally uh, encourage people to do crossover voting as well. So this isn't just something that Sununu came up with. I just think that there is something a little two-faced about such a strategy. I do. I don't I, I don't know how to explain it. I just think that it is just a little bit... I don't know. It seems to me that it is just a little bit deceptive. Okay, they are warning that the world is going to end now uh, if Donald Trump is elected president of the United States. This is a very serious warning. Um, it's happening on CNN. Um, it's looking. Uh, it's looking like uh, people are panicking, and there are, there are now open discussions about assassinations, about war, about all kinds of things. This is uh, well. Here, who who do we have here? We have Liz Cheney on the State of the Union, and she's on CNN, and she is warning that society will melt down. I am telling you that they're planning for this. I'm about to play you a movie trailer after this clip that I believe is predictive programming. They, are, they want this so bad. Here's Liz Cheney. What would a second Donald Trump term look like?
1: Well, he cannot be the next president. Um, it, it Because if he is.
2: You can't imagine the things that he's going to do. Mexico, Canada. We can't go to Canada because eventually Canada will become annexed to America. And shoot visitors to the White House. Yeah, that means he can shoot the first lady.
1: We're going to see violence the likes of which we didn't even see on January 6th.
2: Make it illegal to run against him, to throw his opponents in jail, to shut down the media. He will make himself into the Fuhrer, and he will make everybody raise their hand and salute him. Using martial law against the American people. Terminate the Constitution. Rewrite the Constitution. Create mass internment camps. Throw everyone into Gitmo. Might be sent to jail, or their rights might be suppressed, especially minority groups in society. You
0: might have any number of things happen to you and your family. Every one of us our freedom our liberty none of us is safe it's going to have people around him executing against an enemy's list
2: assassinate generals ordering troops uh, to um, attack American citizens. Trump's very well-armed and extremist base will try to kill people. Going to, he's going to basically burn the House down. He will unravel the institutions of our democracy. Draw similarities between Mussolini and Hitler. Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini. It makes Donald Trump even more dangerous. He wants to take away your vote. Senate and the House are immediately going to be paralyzed. People will begin in their minds to censor themselves. They might say, well, maybe I shouldn't say this. This is the end of democracy. Yet. I think that could be the end of our democracy. But democracy is dead if Trump is re-elected. Close you up to Putin, that democracy will be at risk. The absolute destruction of the Justice
1: Department as we know it. The Justice Department could be entirely transformed. I am
0: really concerned about that.
2: Every person who was associated with the attempted coup elevated in the
1: administration.
0: He's re-elected. He will curb transgender rights. The end of the rule of law.
2: Arrest political opponents. To persecute, not prosecute, but persecute his enemies.
1: Pick a wrecking ball to the rule of law. He's going to make the law. Everyone else will have to follow. A vote for Donald Trump uh, may mean the last election that you ever get to vote in. To go
2: after the independent and free parts of american civic life he would tear
1: down our institutions purge the government of employees
2: department by department
1: effort to weaponize the powers of the government to use the military to quash protests
2: reading the government of all democratic safeguards junking american
0: democracy okay i can only take so much ladies and gentlemen there it goes on and on for for several minutes The hand-wringing over what this antichrist is going to do if he wins re-election. He just can't possibly win re-election. If he does all of those things, society's going to melt down and it's going to fall apart. (laughs) He really sounds like a bad guy. It kind of sounds to me like... If you were going to do what Chris Anunu wanted... If you were going to use your vote strategically just to annoy people... Just to vote for someone that you really maybe don't even like but to change the course of an election, I'm almost tempted to go and vote. I am almost tempted to go and vote for Donald Trump just to stick it in the eye of all of these alarmists who say that he's going to cause some massive civil war, he's going to suspend the rule of law and habeas corpus, he's going to annex Mexico. You know, I don't think that I would mind so much if he did annex Mexico. It's beautiful. Got a lot of natural resources. Could use some rule of law. And uh, I don't know, frankly, we, it was ours at one point anyway. Let's just do it. Let's just kill the cartels and grow all the all the best food in the world. Mexico has the best food in the world. Why wouldn't we do that? All right, so um, Canada, eh, not so much. I don't think we need it. I really don't. Can, you know, Canada has like the population of Texas, and it's a huge landmass. I'm not sure what they have up there besides maple syrup. Most of the people live close to the border. Nobody lives up where it's super cold, up towards the ice wall. Um, so maybe we just maybe we just move the border like 100 miles north, and then redraw the border. I say, all right, Canada, you can have um, all the really cold, nasty area leading up to the ice wall, but we'll take you know like Toronto and Montreal. We'll we'll, we'll take those. We'll take Quebec. Quebec? Um, Okay, anyway. Let's go to the predictive programming. I think that all of this hand-wringing is tied together. I think that the idea that uh, we are headed to civil war, especially if Donald Trump wins... Is, is tied to the idea that they really do want Civil War. Now they're going to glamorize it. Uh, Alex Garland's, quote-unquote, Civil War, that's the name of this film, starring Kirsten Dunst. I didn't even recognize her. I haven't seen her since Spider-Man in, like, the 90s. What happened to her? Kaylee Spaney and Jesse Plemons. It's in theaters in April. I'm going to play you... The trailer, I, it's not—it's not entirely a trailer that it, that includes a bunch of dialogue. So you're going to hear some sounds of war and stuff. And I know it's not ideally suited for this medium, but I think it's still worthwhile for you to hear it. This is the trailer for Civil War coming out in April. 19 states have seceded.
2: The United States
0: Army ramps up
2: activity. The White House
0: issued warnings to the Western forces as well as the Florida Alliance. The three-term president assures the uprising
2: will be dealt with swiftly.
1: Let me know if you want to try anything. i
2: guess guys aware there's like a pretty huge civil war going on all across America. We just
1: try to stay out. With what we see on the news, seems like it's for the best. Citizens of America, the so-called Western forces of Texas and California have suffered a very great defeat at the hands of the United States military.
2: Mr. President, do you regret the use of airstrikes against American citizens? Moving into D.C. today.
1: We need to go down there.
2: They shoot journalists on sight in the Capitol. Every instinct in me says this is death. What if...
1: It- Every time I survived the war zone, I thought I was sending a warning home. <sighs> Don't do this. <sighs> but here we are.
2: There's some kind of misunderstanding here. What? you are American, okay? Okay. What kind of American are you? You don't know? (laughs) The Western forces will reach the White House on July 4th. Oh, my God. Get in the car! Get in the car! Move! 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 You're gonna hang back.
1: I'm not hanging back. One nation under God. Indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Go, 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 go! God bless America.
0: Okay, so it says, you know, when it's doing the dun, 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 dun it says all empires. Okay, so some of the visuals that you missed here are, or maybe some of the dialogue that didn't come through very clearly, they shoot journalists on site in Washington, (laughs) D.C. Hello, based. I think I just became a federal. (laughs) A federale. (laughs) Uh, In uh, in Milstonia, we would shoot journalists on site in Washington, D.C., or wherever our, our headquarters would be. I think I would set my headquarters up in Richmond, just because. I think Richmond would be a good place for that. Um, It it seems to imply that the Western alliance is between California and Texas. Evidently, they believe that California and Texas would somehow ally together in the Civil War, along with the Florida alliance. Um, There are some visuals of uh, F-18s Dropping uh, dropping bombs on American cities. There are some visuals of basically guerrillas making their way all the way to Washington D.C. Uh, the Supreme Court gets blown up in this trailer, and it looks exciting. It looks riveting. I mean, I I don't I don't ever foresee a day in which California and Texas would uh, unite in a civil war, but I will tell you this. I know that that's like the obvious, that's like the very obvious observation. People are like, oh, I find this just believable because of that, or unbelievable. As somebody who has lived in California multiple times, let me just tell you, there are a lot, a lot of armed to the teeth conservatives in California. You may not think that because California is so insane because it's like 55% or 57% democrat. But those 40% who are republicans among them, like half of them are extreme maga republicans. I'm telling you they they are the and and what does that mean? That means that there are millions of them. There are millions of armed-to-the-teeth hardcore conservatives in the state of California. And it wouldn't be hard for the millions of armed-to-the-teeth hardcore conservatives in California to just kind of like take out all of the, all the fags, all the sissies, all the wussies, all the libtards. That are out on the coast. A lot of these guys live in the... uh, Live inland. In the high desert areas. In the Central Valley. And in the the, the, the Redlands. In the north. It wouldn't be hard for them to just move west. Towards the coast. Systematically. And just kind of take out all of the disarmed. Unarmed. Anti-armed liberals. I could see that. I could see that happening as a preliminary step to more or less California then joining Texas. So if, they, if, if that's the scenario that happens in the film, and I don't know if that's the scenario, but that would be one of the ways that I could believe that some remnant of California, i.e. the ones with guns, would have joined Texas in an uprising against the federales. Now, why are they making this movie now? Why are they releasing it in an election year? I believe that a lot of this is predictive programming in as much as I also believe that a lot of this is just to make a buck. Let me tell you something about filmmaking. About There's about a 1 in 1,000 chance that a, a, a screenplay registered with the Writers Guild of America, the, the WGA, there's about a 1 in 1,000 chance of a screenplay becoming a film. In other words, every film that gets made means that 999 films did not get made. And that's because all of these screen, projects, all of these screenplays are chasing a finite number of financing dollars. Some films are financed inside the Hollywood system. Obviously, this one was. Some are financed outside of the Hollywood system, and they call those independent films. You're either using studio money or non-studio money. And then, even if the film gets made, there is the problem of getting it distributed. For example, the famous example... Jim Caviezel's film. Remember? They couldn't get it out. They couldn't get it out. Because nobody wanted to see, you know, the truth about child sex trafficking. And so finally, Angel Studios distributed it. So you, you, can, you can finance either inside or outside of the studio system. And then you can distribute now, either inside or outside the studio system. And so the chances of getting a film made are close to zero. And then, even if you get one made, it's not a 100% likelihood that human eyes will see it. I once worked on a project in 2021 that was fully filmed, and it still has never been seen by the public. It's still sitting on a shelf. God willing, in 2024, three years later, it will be seen by the public. And I can't wait for you to see it, and I can't wait to talk about it. So when you see a major release like this Civil War movie coming to... And you call it a a broad release if it hits a thousand screens or more. When you see that the Civil War movie is going to hit thousands of screens in the United States, this is something that either, A, defied the odds somehow it beat out 999 other projects on its merits because it's that good or because there was that enough money behind it or because the producer was skilled enough to get, to, to get the project all the way through the, the quote-unquote system. Or somebody really wanted it. Somebody powerful and rich or maybe somebody extremely connected really wanted this project. I see a lot of conspiracy theorists who talk about predictive programming, and they're like, "Oh yeah, all you know, all of Hollywood is run by the CIA, and everything you see is predictive programming." I don't think that that's true, as so I I just don't see how the CIA could control such a massive industry. But what I do think is possible is that they could nudge. Uh, a, a massive industry, that they could influence a massive industry, that they could more or less exert some kind of limited control over certain projects and inject them alongside regular commercial projects to change the narrative just a little bit or to change the conversation or to change the zeitgeist or to inject into the public consciousness some idea. This may be one of those things. I'm not saying that Kirsten Dunst is CIA. Far from it. She's just a hired actress. She doesn't know any better. I'm not even saying that maybe even the producer isn't CIA. Who knows? It could very well be that some financier showed up with the critical first batch of money needed to get this project off the ground, and that that is the connection, that that is... The, you know, Project Mockingbird, or whatever. But I do think that this is part of the predictive programming in which the culture is being signaled that we cannot live together anymore, and but breakup would be, would be terrible. Breakup would be violent. War is hell. And it is. Notice how in the movie the protagonists are journalists. If you have any movie in which the protagonists are journalists and we know that journalists journalism in the United States generally is an organ of the state, then that alone is suspect. That alone could be proof of predictive Programming, or of some measure of control from the organs of government. Because journalism is, is itself one of the worst, one of the worst career choices a person can make. You have no soul, you have no ethics, you become a liberal, you become self-important, and you become the self-appointed gatekeeper of truth. I get to decide what's true and false. I get to decide what's right and wrong. I get to decide what the people get to hear. Journalism is not respected in this country, and rightly so, because journalists have lied. They have covered up. They have, I mean, from the beginning, this isn't even like a modern phenomenon. The journalists have been lying and covering up and, and, and running the government's agenda since before Abe Lincoln. So, it looks, like a, it looks like a pretty good action flick. It looks like, to me, as long as it is an interesting uh, thought experiment in what a breakup would look like, I may watch it. Or I may, I may, or I may, yeah, I may screen it and then bring you some thoughts. I'm not sure. It doesn't look like there's uh, much sixth and ninth commandment type stuff going on in the movie, but I may have to wait till it comes out and use the clear play thing and do all that. So who knows? And when we're going to talk about this movie again, other than to say that my my spidey senses, and that's not just because Kristen Dunce is in it, my spidey senses are telling me that they want. People to fall into this trap of promoting violent civil war. Because, look, all revolutions start with uh, if you have a violent minority that reaches like six or seven or eight percent of the population, you can win. You can win. But the Bolsheviks were never a clear majority of Russians. The revolutionaries were never a clear majority of the colonials. You really only need like 7% of a population who is committed to a cause and absolutely willing to commit violence in order to get their way. They can terrorize the other 93%, and they will. And this is well known. So suppose that they uh, would tempt you suppose you're maybe potentially part of that 7%. Wouldn't they want to neutralize you early on, identify you and neutralize you? Wouldn't that make sense if you're the regime and you are worried about a violent 7% who's going to overthrow your tyranny? What if you tempted 2% to out themselves so you could neutralize them? and send a clear message to the other 5% that uh, it's not happening this time. That would be a way to maintain your grip on tyrannical power. So, this goes into false flag operations. January 6th was literally just a microcosm testbed for what they would like us to do. They really do want to incite... Violence, because a that will identify and out those who are willing to fight for this country, and b it will neutralize the threat. c It will um it will deter any further um any further aspirations of balkanization or uh, peaceful breakup or violent breakup or any other solution to the leviathan under which we all labor. So I think that's what's going on here. I think what's happening here is people who are gonna even share this online and say, this movie's great. I wish we could do this. You're gonna be on a list. They're gonna be watching you very closely. I think this film is served up as a honeypot, and anybody who clicks on it... (laughs) Maybe not, maybe not anybody who clicks on it, but the people who are going to go out and promote it and say, this is the way forward. We need to break up, you know, whatever, 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 um, that that's, they're going to be added to some kind of preliminary list alongside the COVID vaccine refusers. If you, I, am telling you, there is a master list being compiled on all of us. So many data points in this database, uh, collected on all of us. And then predictive analytics being run on all of our behaviors. And those predictive analytics are pretty good. And they know how to push our buttons. They do. And they are wanting you to come out of the shadows and identify yourself as a potential domestic terrorist. That's what they want to label you as so that they can make you disappear. I think that's what this movie's about. Got to get on with the show. This segment ran long. We need our shameless profit break. This segment brought to you by the Merry Manly Christmas Giveaway. Go to crusadechannel.com slash merry to sign up. Get your $50 voucher for the Founders Trading Post and your chance to win one of the six grand prizes. crusadechannel.com slash merry. And, uh, well, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. This is Parrot Talk here on the Crusade Channel. This is live talk radio, the way it should be. I am your humble host, Mike Parrott, and I am broadcasting from RTF South today. You can email me at restoringthefakemedia at gmail.com. I just gave you a warning in the last segment. Don't fall for their traps. They really want you to, quote-unquote, commit an alleged crime. Don't do it. The time is not right. Um, I did not lead with my groomer song. Because, well, I wanted to play you a groomer segment first. And then we can play, the, play the Millstone song after this. This is a person who instructs middle school children. This is a non-binary middle school teacher who is, I don't know, sucking the life out of her uh, her students because she gets gender, gender euphoria and affirmation when students refer to her with male gendered language. Here she is.
1: I am a non-binary middle school special education teacher, and only my two paraprofessionals know that I'm non-binary because that's not, like, a conversation I want to have with parents and admin right now. Anyway, one of my students... ...said that I was a beautiful king the other day, and that...
0: Hold on a second. That's not a conversation I want to have with parents right now. Hold on.
1: Only my two paraprofessionals know that I'm non-binary, because that's not, like, a conversation I want to have with parents.
0: So you don't want to inform the parents of the children you teach that you have a mental disorder... You don't want to talk to other teachers. You don't want to talk to the administration. You don't want to defend your perversion to the parents.
1: and admin right now? Anyway, one of my students said that I was a beautiful king the other day, and that was just so affirming.
0: That's so affirming. This woman requires the affirmation of a special needs student. For her to live her life.
1: Gave me the gender euphoria. Have a good day.
0: Gender euphoria. Gender euphoria. This woman had a euphoric experience. Euphoric. Because a special needs child. Was tricked into misgendering her. Because she looks like a freak this is the united states of america hey you know what maybe we do need to break up i don't know hey i just met you heard you're a groomer so here's your millstone good luck loser it's hard to look right when you're a pervert so take your millstone no kids will get hurt Gotta get these fools into the bottom of the ocean Down in the ocean Alongside that Titan sub Gotta get these guys down to the bottom of the ocean Throw them in the ocean With that Titanic sub This is what we do to groomers This is what we must do to them I, I mean, we could do it with a smile I'm doing it with a smile I have a smile on my face right now But groomers like this, psychopaths, perverts Need to be millstoned they do. They just have to be millstoned. They have to have a millstone tied around their neck, and they have to be cast into the sea. They have to be cast into the ocean. That is how we deal with groomers. There's, there's, it, it, it is justice. It is mercy. It is all of the things. Give them the opportunity to get right with God. Give them a Catholic priest. Give them confession. Uh, give them a last meal. And then cast them into the ocean... With a millstone around their neck, very publicly, live stream it on TV, broadcast it to the world. This is what happens when you behave this way in Millstonia. We have zero tolerance. What does zero tolerance look like? Zero tolerance looks like Millstonia. Um, I can tell some of you are sort of uh, you're still shaken by the idea that there would be false flags, uh, that there would be predictive programming, that they are really wanting to monitor you, that probably if you're just even listening to this broadcast, that's a data point being collected by the NSA about you. Some of you are thinking, wow, the, if January 6th was a microcosm of what they plan to do, of, of how they plan to eliminate the 7% of us who are willing to make a difference. How do we even explain January 6th? Let me go back to that topic. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy in, in Des Moines on CNN at a town hall explains the truth about January 6th. Um, I, maybe better than anyone who's running for president right now. Certainly better than Trump, who has ref, who had refused to pardon the J six folks. CNN uh, couldn't handle the answer. They, they, I think, they cut the tape. Let's watch.
1: So let me ask you about something that you said at the debate last week. You used the phrase "inside job" to describe what happened on January sixth. The next day. Capitol rioter Alan Hosteler uh, highlighted your comments at his sentencing. He is going to prison for 11 years. Hostetter, uh threatened members of Congress. He brought a hatchet, knives, pepper spray, stun batons, tactical gear to the U.S. Capitol. Are you concerned that a convicted felon like that is now promoting your comments in court?
2: So here's my concern, Abby, and I want to tell you guys where I'm at. If you had told me, it's close to three years ago that January 6, 2021 happened. If you had told me three years ago, back when I was a biotech CEO, not steeped in this world, I was just consuming passive media, but was focused on my world of developing medicines. If you had told me that January 6th was in any way an inside job, the subject of government entrapment, I would have told you that was crazy talk. Fringe conspiracy theory nonsense. I can tell you now, having gone somewhat deep in this, it's not. I mean, the reality is this. We do have a government, first of all, we have technology that has lied to us systematically over the last several years about the origin of COVID-19, about the Hunter Biden laptop that we were told was false by 51 CIA experts and otherwise before we now know that it was true. You can go straight down the list, the Trump-Russia disinformation collusion hoax, all of it. Now we come to January 6th. The reality is we know that there were federal law enforcement agents in that field. We don't know how many. I think it's just shameful. I, if, if I may finish, just answer your well, question.
1: Well, let me this, just. This, this I, really I'm going I'm to go ahead and interrupt you here because, because you're saying saying that there were. Because I know that the establishment doesn't approve of this you're message. I know that there this, were federal agents. We you should be able to talk about this. You're saying that there were federal this is, agents. This is in important the to pad.
2: talk about. <laughs> you yes, you
1: this are saying important. there were federal agents in the pad on, on, yes. on January 6th. Yep. There is no evidence that there were federal agents in the crowd on January 6th. So,
2: so why, before Congress, when pressed on what the number was, they didn't say there were none. They just couldn't so say there, how many you're
1: there were. You're saying no, that you have not seen evi- any evidence that there were. So, we've seen multiple
2: informants suggesting that there we were. We know people were FBI informants, so we're asking Is do there this. any evidence? May I, may I, may I, just, may there, I just finish let me, this well, and let you let can come back let and let me, question you? Well, but let me clarify. Because I know this is very uncomfortable for you. I'm
1: going to clarify my question. I know this is an uncomfortable issue for many people, but we have to do the truth here. I'm going to clarify my question because I want to make sure that you understand what I'm asking deeply. And
2: I told you, I was here three years the, ago. I'm not there now. Where is the
1: evidence? Yes. Where is the evidence that the government had a plot? So an inside I, job. But no, I'm going to tell you what an inside job is because I'm not going to, I'm not violence in on January 6th. Where I'm not, not going to let you put words in my that. mouth.
2: I'm going to put my words in my mouth. And I'm going to tell you what what Where I mean by that. Where is the that. evidence entrapment. that the government was
1: involved entrapment. in entrapment, planning, or executing okay. January 6th? Where so I'm going
2: to give you I'm going to give you hard facts. And, and if I may, Abby, I know yep. this is going to be a little uncomfortable, but we're going to we're, we're going to go through this, and you can and you can you can push Just back on for the evidence, on that. and you can push back on that. And let's do this fairly. Why did they suppress footage of now what's been released? 200 hours of footage of shooting rubber bullets into that crowd, shooting. Tear gas into that crowd. You didn't see that before. You saw what the response was to that. Uh, now you see footage miss- coming out of actually rolling out the red carpet for Capitol Mr. police allowing Mr. People in
1: again right through the front door. the vast door. majority I mean, of that the video evidence should have been released before Abby Mr. Ramaswamy evidence, the, vast the, vast majority have been of the footage shows
2: In my deeper questions officers being over by I want to talk about one of violence
1: riders I'm going to give you I'm going to give you some hard facts so what here's what entrapment you can't cherry is pick
2: I'm not cherry picking you if cannot, I may finish you Abby cannot if I may finish Abby I'm not cherry picking examples to the contrary to the country. Not you know cherry know who cherry pick example, you know that, that
1: is what happened. The government on cherry picked six.
2: 12 hours of footage when there was 200 hours of footage. So cherry-picking was the government, not me, released so, the whole thing. And let me, let me just finish one thing too, because this is super important as a topic. So when you I when, think there's a civil libertarian issue of our time. When we Gretchen talking, Whitmer's kidnapping, I want to keep I want to be really clear on this, because it's the same issue in the same FBI, same even part of the FBI. Three people who were in an alleged plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer were acquitted at the end of trial. Because it was entrapment, that is government agents put them up to do something they otherwise wouldn't have done. They gave them credit cards with spending limits of up to $5,000, encouraged them to buy munitions, plan something they weren't otherwise willing to plan. So much so, and I want people at home to know this, especially CNN viewers to know this, is that one of the jurors went to those defendants and apologized afterwards, gave him a hug, apologized, seeing what the government had put a poor guy up to who had to go to some Mexican restaurant across the street to get hot water. These people were exploited with credit cards up to $5,000. FBI agents putting them up to a kidnapping plot that we were told was true but was entrapment. 14. Same thing with the Capitol Police. People Mr. letting them Ramaswamy. in freely. Many of those people Ms. then Mr. being Ramaswamy, charged. look. The government cannot put you up I, to do something and then Mr. charge you Ramaswamy for it. Mr. Ramaswamy, look. That's wrong.
1: I don't want to have to interrupt you. I really don't. But I don't want you to mislead the audience here or at home. I think they've been misled by mainstream media.
0: I don't think uh, Ramos might. By by the way, uh, parting thoughts on Vivek. He was warned recently. I think I, I saw this video somewhere. He was warned by a retired supervisory special agent of the FBI in person. This was caught on tape. You need to be careful, Vivek. You need to be careful and thoughtful about where you go. He was warning him. He's like, you need to be careful. You're saying the things that you're not allowed to say, and you just need to think through your security in the future for where you go. I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised one bit. Not surprised one bit. Now, Vivek's explanation of January 6th is incomplete, obviously. It's not, it's not uh, totally baked. It doesn't take into account all of the facts. That, uh, that, that we know here on the, uh, this illustrious radio network. But nevertheless, he's the only one talking about it, and I don't think that Donald Trump is going to like that too much. I really don't. I don't think that when, it co- when the rubber meets the road, when in the future uh, Vivek is still in the race... And Trump is still in the race and votes are being cast and these two are beating each other up. I don't think Trump really does want to debate Vivek Ramaswamy. I don't think anybody wants to debate him, which is probably why he's just going to be disappeared. I don't know. Tragically, maybe he'll have a heart attack. Maybe he will have a fatal health condition, a sudden fatal health condition like they do in uh, in Russia to political opponents. Who knows? It'll be interesting, ladies and gentlemen, to watch. Don't fall for the traps, though. Don't fall for the narrative. Keep your head about you. Pray, hope, and don't worry. This is Paratalk on the Crusade channel. This is live talk radio the way it should be. Always on air, always online. And tomorrow... We go around the world from ice wall to ice wall. Very special guest. Can't wait to bring him to you. It's a bishop. I'll see you Friday. This is Parrot Talk.
1: Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. Restoringthefaith.com.